Cairo, Seattle. It's time to get schooled with a professor, John Clayton. And welcome to Schooled with Professor. You know, it's Thanksgiving uh, week, and of course, uh, one Thanksgiving and thanks we have to give is to Larry Fitzgerald Sr. because he gave us Larry Fitzgerald, and of course, uh, he's one of the great guys in the National Football League, a future Hall of Famer, one of the great people in sports. And uh, Larry, first off, I wanted to ask you as he joins us on Schooled with the Professor, how is uh, Larry liking the Cliff Kingsbury air raid offense? You know, Larry's not a complainer, and uh, he's He's dug in, and uh, I, I've, I've been amazed at his uh, entire career. You know, the coaches that he's played for, the coordinators, uh, and how they've used him. Uh, first of all, they started on the boundary, and now being in the slot a lot of the time in motion, that type of thing. But uh, he's been all in on on what they are trying to do. You know, basically coming in with a with a college offense and not changing it for uh for a young quarterback like Kyler Murray to have him comfortable and going through training camp and pretty much uh, forcing the team and teammates to to get up to speed. I think it's taken a little time, but uh you know, my measuring stick for the Cardinals has been uh you know, they played the Ravens, and I don't know if I've seen a team as dominant as the Ravens have been the last seven weeks. And uh, they only lost to them by six, 23-17. So I think that's an indication uh, that uh, the Cardinals are, you know, they're not there yet, but they're on the come. Yeah, and really the big holdup I think right now for the Cardinals is their defense because their defense is you know one of the worst in football, and so that puts uh, Kyler Murray in a position that almost each week he almost needs to put up 24 to 30 points a game just to stay competitive, and that's for a rookie quarterback. That's not very. That's hard to do. It really is, and uh, that's that's been the case this year. And uh, you know he's he's done his job. I've, I've been really impressed. Unfortunately, he hasn't had the consistency of a running game every week. He's had different guys back there, and that hasn't uh, helped the development of the team as well. Well, and that's the one thing, I guess, uh, he's still kind of experimenting and making different type of choices with the offense. I mean, they started out using uh, five receivers, and then a couple guys get hurt, a couple guys weren't playing well, then they switched into a three-receiver set, and now they're using even more two tight ends. I know when I was back in the uh, Arizona game in C- uh, Seattle playing Arizona, I mean, they had switched the two tight ends a little bit more. So it seems like you know they're evolving, but they're still trying to figure out the right way to go on offense. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, they, they've got a lot of speed, though. And that's one thing that uh, is a, a prerequisite to trying to have an offense that can uh, virtually be uh, uncontrollable or unstoppable. And and there's only one offense like that in the National Football League right now, and that's, uh, you know, that's the Baltimore Ravens. But uh, I, I like what the Cardinals are trying to do. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they match up against uh, the suddenly uh, puzzling Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, that's and that's another story that uh, has been pretty amazing because, I mean, going back to last year in December, that was the first sign that defenses were able to start to catch up to the Rams because the Rams were just so dominant on offense. And what Matt Patricia did in a de- early December game was put six guys in the line of scrimmage, first to take away as much of the running game as they could. And, of course, that's when Todd Gurley started to have his decline with his arthritic knee. And once they took away the uh, part of the running game with that six-man line, one linebacker and quarter coverage with the defensive 
quarterbacks. You know, all of a sudden, people now had a glimpse of what to do, and like Chicago followed up and did some of the same things. Philadelphia did that, and then New England goes to the Super Bowl with two weeks to prepare and absolutely shuts down the Rams' offense. Absolutely. It was uh, it was amazing. Uh, one of the rare Super Bowls, a throwback, 13-3. Uh, to 3. You know, It reminds us of what the uh, Jets did to uh, to the Baltimore Colts when they shut them down 16-7 to 7 for Joe Willie Namath. Of course, I mean, you, you've stayed in Minnesota for so long. I mean, you used to host the Denny Green Show. You cover the Vikings. You know that. Minnesota comes to town for this Monday night game. How good is this Minnesota Viking team? They're very good. Uh, I've watched them, you know, basically come along all season. Uh, the biggest surprise for me has been that their defense has not been as dominant as I thought uh, they would be at this uh you know, juncture in the season. But offensively, they're really coming together. And part of the reason, obviously, is the uh, incredible play uh, established by Delvin Cook. Uh, He has just been everything they thought he would be this year, already over a 1,000 yards. He's shown his versatility to be able to catch the ball on the the boundary, also catching it out of the backfield. Uh, He stays on the field for all three downs. He can pick up the blitz. And and Kirk Cousins, my goodness, has he really uh, come on after that nightmarish uh, interception uh, in a game the Vikings should have won or could have won against the Packers in Week 2. Since then, he has just really played uh, consistently well. He's shown the ability to get outside the pocket. He's shown the ability to, uh, you know, pick up uh, third downs. And he's shown the ability to adjust to not having his number one receiver. And so uh, they've won six out of their last seven. And when they score 27, 28 points, uh, they're 6-0. and So watch out. Here come the Vikings. What it was going on early in the season, you know, they start the, the first game, and you know how Mike Zimmer wants to run the football. I think he'd rather have, you know, 35 or 60 running plays and maybe three passes, but he only has throws eight, 10 passes in the opening game. He completes eight. They look good. But then for the next couple of weeks, it looked like uh, he wasn't getting the ball downfield. There was internal criticism of that. And then boom, they turned it around. What was going wrong early? Well, I think early they were definitely coming out trying to establish that uh, they were going to go through Delvin cook. But they were also trying to make certain that they adjusted to this new zone blocking scheme. And uh, in doing that, you know, they kind of got away from, uh, you know, throwing the ball to uh, to Adam Thielen and uh, getting the ball to uh, Stefan Diggs. And so uh, they were having so much success running the ball. And I go back to that Packer game as a barometer game because they got a touchdown taken away from them. Uh, just before half, I've never seen it happen before, where they scored a touchdown, and then the the league reviewed the play. There was no flag, but they took the touchdown off the board. And I think that's been the only play like that all year that I've seen. And, of course, at the end of the game, uh, you know, you got uh, Cousins throwing the interception on a first and goal at the eight-yard line, and I think, from that point on, everybody pointed finger in many ways at Cousins, and he's adjusted. He's adapted to realizing that he has to play better. He has to be smarter uh, and, and make better decisions with the football. And I think since that point, uh, 
uh, he has stepped up his game. Uh, and Mike Zimmer and the coaching staff have shown a lot more confidence in him. And, uh, hey, they're, they're basically a play or two away from being, you know, 10 and 1. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they had Kansas City beat, uh, but a 27 yard punt cost them there on the road when uh, they get to go to Kansas City and, and play without the MVP on the opposite side of the field for the Chiefs. And I told you about the Packer game, which they lost on the road. So, other than that, the Vikings are undefeated at home. But this week, as we know, they're going to be uh, in Seattle, where that's one of the toughest venues in the league. And uh, the Vikings know it all too well after what happened last year. Yeah, of course, I mean, that uh, caused a major change last year because that, uh, after that game, I think that's when they changed offensive coordinators and went to a different style. What, uh, how impactful was that uh, Monday night game that the Vikings lost here in Seattle last year? Well, it was just a, it was a frustrating situation. They knew that that was one they absolutely could have had and didn't get, and uh, they totally made a decision at that point that they were going in a different direction, and uh, it carried into the off season. And we see the way they've come out this season. And uh, when you add a a coach to your staff, and let's not forget last year they were going through the trauma of dealing with losing uh, Tony Sperano right at the beginning of training camp. And what an adjustment was that was because he really had the confidence of Mike Zimmer. He had total control of the offensive line. And, uh, and, and you know how important that piece is, particularly now the way the passing games are in the National Football League. They just never adjusted to it. They couldn't. And I think – that was part of what happened to him last year that didn't really get the kind of notice as the season wore down. But uh, they've come into this year, made all the additions, uh, added a young tight end from, from Alabama who's, who's fit in pretty good into the offense. The line has been better, hadn't been dominant, but they've really done a really good job, particularly in the run game, and they've been able to get Cousins uh, out of the pocket occasionally and he's been able to get the ball to Diggs on the backside. So they're doing very, very well. And they're also getting the ball to Rudolph now as a tight end. And early in the year, they were not throwing the ball his way at all. What uh, has been the impact of getting Gary Kubiak on the coaching staff? It's been huge because Mike Zimmer seems to really have a lot of confidence and trust in having a former head coach in Tony Sperano's case, as I mentioned, his death last year. But uh, to bring in a guy who's won the big one, who's won the Super Bowl, and is confident uh, in being in a more of a consulting uh, type of a role and sort of establishing uh, a mindset that Zimmer can bounce off of and, and then have more of the time that he needs to focus on being able to fix the things that he knows how to do, and that's on defense, that's what really has uh, kind of opened up this Viking team to sort of go through a season where now they're, they're sitting there at 8-3, and three, uh, third best record in the National Football League. They're tied record-wise with Green Bay, but they know now that uh, they're in control of everything. All they have to do is obviously find a way 
to keep it moving, keep that uh, chain moving, keep the chains moving week to week in terms of getting first downs, not turning the ball over, and find a way to beat a couple of really good teams that are going to be in the playoffs, uh, the Packers and, first of all, Seattle this week. One thing I guess that's been a little bit of a surprise has been uh, the play of the cornerbacks, which hasn't really meet, uh, met the standards of uh, Mike Zimmer. What's happening at the cornerback position? That's concerning to me, the way they have <laughs> opponents have just pretty much identified Xavier Rhodes and said, where is he? Let's go after him. And they've done that all season long. I think part of that, uh, Xavier's not playing with the kind of confidence that uh, he has shown uh, in the past. And I think that's that's part of the reason why they have, uh, you know, they've had problems uh, in their past defense and have allowed some people to hang with them. That Dallas game was uh, surprising to me, the way Dak, uh, you know, was able to move the ball down the field and with no running game at all, uh, you know, and, and, and keep his team pretty much in it to the very, very end. But uh, I think that's something they're going to try to fix. Uh, they've had a few injuries on the, on the back end, uh, but they've added uh, some experience. Uh, a, a veteran safety that was here a couple of years ago, they picked him up a couple of weeks ago when Washington uh, let him go. And so I think they're shoring things up on the back end where they're going to probably play a little bit more zone uh, as this season continues. Hmm, interesting. That's almost uh, uncharacteristic of a Mike Zimmer team to play a little more zone because he loves the man coverage. Yeah, he does. But as you touched on, uh, people have been going after him. And, uh, you know, you can you can go to the well sometimes uh, too often. They've had a pretty good pass rush, you know, but it hasn't been uh, as consistent as it has been in years past. And I think people have kind of identified the way the Vikings go about trying to play defense and, and they've uh, sort of taken advantage of it. And they've decided right from the beginning that they feel like uh, they can go after uh, Xavier Rhodes. And if they want to go on the other side uh, and try to go deep, they try to do that also. So it's been a, a situation where this defense has not, uh, put the grips on anybody all year long, uh, other than a couple of situations, maybe against Washington. But Washington had uh, obviously some big uh, problems in the offensive passing game, but uh, Denver had no problems coming in here uh, a couple of weeks ago and virtually moving the ball up and down the field, taking advantage of Minnesota's mistakes and uh, and, and having a big lead. Uh, but Minnesota made some adjustments at halftime and and came back and uh, really were able to steal a game that they really had no business winning. What does uh, Mike Zimmer do against, and how well does he do against uh, mobile quarterbacks like a Russell Wilson and others? Uh, is there a strategy that he uses, and has it been successful? I wouldn't say it has been. Uh, Russell, as we saw last year, gave him all kinds of trouble up there. And uh, he is, uh, you know, he's he's a very, very dynamic superstar type of a player who uh, has the ability to kind of lull a defense to sleep. Uh, Seattle runs the ball as well as anybody in football, and they've had success running it against Minnesota. And 
And if you're able to do that, you're going to have a, a chance to obviously stay in the game with them because that's what they're trying to do on the opposite side with uh, with Delvin Cook. So uh, I think the Vikings are going to have their hands full with a quarterback like Russell Wilson, who, uh, you know, other than uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, he's the MVP in the National Football League, at least to this point in my view, because he has just been uh, sensational with his ability to uh, get the ball wherever he wants to get it and to consistently make plays on third down uh, to move the chains or get a touchdown. And that's been a problem for, for this Viking defense this year, third down, where in past years they really put the grips on you on that down. It would appear that this uh, division, the NFC North, is going to come down to the Week 16 game between the Vikings and the Green Bay Packers because you see them so often. How good are the Packers? I think the Packers are very good. Uh, they, they, they definitely surprised me the way they allowed San Francisco to just sort of take control of the game right at the beginning, get a turnover, stick it in, and from that point on, didn't let Green Bay run the ball at all. And Green Bay has been able to run the ball this season pretty much uh, and establish that's the way they're going to go about doing it to kind of shorten the game and allow Aaron Rodgers to pick and choose and develop some of the receivers that he's had. Uh, and they've been able to do it. But not in that game, not against San Francisco. And I saw San Francisco play the Cardinals twice in a three-week span, and I think because of the Cardinals' familiarity with the 49ers and in recent success, I think they had beaten them eight in a row until this year. They really play with a lot of confidence against the 49ers. But, man, that 49er team was getting healthy in many ways. And Garoppolo, uh, what can you say? They got through eight touchdown passes in two games against the Cardinals. And so that was the shocking thing for me was that the Packers just could not stay on the field with the San Francisco 49ers at all in any phase. And that's the first time I've seen the Packers play like that all year. They mm -hmm. have been, other than that, uh, probably the best team in the division. Yeah, what's going to be interesting is that uh, the 49ers play uh, Lamar Jackson, and you saw the success that Kyler Murray had going against the 49ers offense or against their defense. And I would imagine that uh, you know Jackson can probably do some good things against San Fran's defense. Yeah, but the one thing San Francisco did against uh, Aaron Rodgers was, first of all, they took the running game away, and nobody's been able to take uh, the, the Ravens' running game away from them because, I mean, they're averaging, what, almost 200 yards a game. Uh, they could be the first team, I think, in history to average two, 250 and 200 yards rushing. Uh, and they're doing it, obviously, because Lamar Jackson is just a special player. Uh, they they have so much confidence in him, and he's playing at such a high level. And they've got a great football coach. And so uh, it's going to be probably the game of the year right now. If we look at last year, it was the Rams and the Chiefs when they played on that Monday night, that special 54-51 game. Uh, I don't know if this one's going to be like that, but I can't wait to see San Francisco play play the Ravens because the Ravens are big, they're physical, they're mean, the 49ers are fast and dynamic. So uh, I, I can't wait to see it. And you know what, Garoppolo, he's got a little Joe Montana in him. You know, he, he really gets rid of the football quick. 
A lot of good stuff. And I'll tell you, Larry, great being with you on Schooled with the Professor. Again, thank you for Larry Fitzgerald because, again, he's been such a gift to the National Football League and also your knowledge of everything in the game. Thanks for joining us on Schooled. John, always a treat. Happy holidays. A great friend in the business. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. I really enjoy your work and have for a long time and respect it. I appreciate that. Larry, thank you. And that does it for this week's podcast. In between episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at Clayton ESPN. If you enjoy these weekly one-on-one conversations, consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the show. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Schooled with the Professor.